This is the Modern Day Outlaw Eden Perrin, and you're checking out Three Count Podcast. Can't wait. Do you want to get live with me? Do you really want to ride with me? I'm in the club, baby, grind on me. Do you want to get live with me? Do you want to get live with me? Really Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And by season four and our 300 and like you know 30 something episode and a new background, right? I would just hope you say it with me, I am your Sherpa, because like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But. You know, like most good Sherpas, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering. So who's in the ring today? You can find this man at Rugged Pro. You can find this man at Pride Championship, New Wrestling. You can find this man at uh, New Wrestling Revolution, World's Finest. And you can find this man at Best of the Midwest in November. He is a six foot three, 320 of Twisted Steel and Hell on Wheels. He is Aiden Perrin. Thanks, man. Thanks for the awesome intro. What's up? Hell yeah, bro. What's going on, man? So it's funny because we were jumping on before we started talking, um, and you had mentioned something outside. You were like, hey, you know, I'm just a, a quote unquote, I'm an Iowa hick. And I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm actually from Nebraska. Like, even though I live in Massachusetts What's currently, up? I'm from, I'm a Nebraska boy myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what the Midwest is. We're a different breed. Oh, yeah. 100%. I tell people all the time, I was like, I don't think people realize, like, like how different like the Midwest is, right? Because I know a lot of people talk oh, about yeah. the Midwest being like Ohio and Indiana. And Illinois. I know, like, bruh, that is like mid. And I tell them all, I tell them all the time, you know, that's mid east. Like anything west of the Mississippi and is the mid- east of the Rockies. That's the true Midwest. Like yes. that's the true spot. I was actually just cutting a promo about the best of the Midwest tournament being in Indiana and. You know, I, I just said the line, you guys aren't even really the Midwest. Like, why is Ohio here? Just because the Paul brothers couldn't show up didn't mean you had to bring Ohio. And I was burying the other uh, states past that line. I didn't even think to bury Nebraska or the actual Midwest. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, let's be real, okay? Any any state that looks like a tractor, not Midwest. Okay, You could be country, right. but you ain't Midwest. All right? You, right. You're your own place. Nobody... It's Ohio. Nobody likes Ohio, right? We don't right. talk about Cleveland, right? Who Is cares? Ohio rock, even a real thing? The Rock Hall of Fame. Uh, whatever. You still got the Browns and the Bengals in that place. Uh, let me know when you guys win. As a Chiefs ball. fan, I would like to agree with that fully. <laughs> I'm a Broncos fan at heart, so like I can't. Oh, like... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hey, we, hey, we all have something man, wrong with we, us. AFC West. We both winning. We both win titles. All right. Let's just put it that way. We, That's we the agree. truth. We're not the Raiders. We're yeah, not we're not. The not that team in black and silver can go to hell. I don't care about no. those guys. Even though the the time that we're, I think they already this, are in hell. They have Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback. Well, I mean, let's let's be fair, right? We we lost to them at week one. So if you guys want to understand, like when we're recording this, we're recording this week two Monday Night Football, so you can figure out the game yourself because we're not going to talk about the Monday Night game, here. right? But no, okay. So let's 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 wrap it right. So. We were talking about, um, you know, right before we got on, right, one, that we both were admiring some wrestlers from afar, right? And so, like, today they announced some of the names that were being announced uh, at the WWE tryout, right? One of those names is Richard Holiday, and we can talk about him because, one, we both kind of have, like, a connection with him, right? Like, I know I know Rich, right? I've talked to him a couple times. We've had great conversations um, at Beyond Wrestling up in the Northeast. And then you were mentioning about how you admire like the dynasty, right. From a distance. Oh yeah. No, as a fan. And I, I always tell people I'm 
the biggest mark because I'm the guy who actually got in the business, you know? So I'm a fan at heart deep down. And so as a fan, I loved Richard holiday and the dynasty on MLW. I, that reminded me so much of like a modern day evolution or four horsemen, mm. like really the original core of the four horsemen was totally and flair people add they realized that arn became such a star later but he wasn't the initial focus of the four horsemen even though he was the one who named it it was uh, the coalition of tolly blanchard and rick flair and that's kind of what mjf and richard holiday kind of felt like to me and then you had the arn anderson equivalent and alexander hammerstone who's also amazing and i just enjoyed that faction so much and then you know holiday stuff as a single star is great too like Deeply yeah. entertained. Technical difficulties. Yeah, we're back now. But you were continuing on about uh about holiday and about how you're uh you're a fan with like the, the faction and stuff. Yeah, and I, I've just been a fan of all of his work that I've ever seen. And the dude really has so much like drive. It's very admirable seeing as he had the cancer, I believe it was. And then yeah. to make the total body transformation he did to like this ripped, super tone tan dude who looks like a star in the 80s. He looks like the macho man to me now physically. <laughs> and you know, he's another guy kind of like Matt Cardona that took all that effort. You know, it kind of inspires me to get in the gym more even, you know. And so I have huge respect for all that, you know, ambition. It's funny, though, because, like, when I talked to Richard, I remember the first thing I said to him, too. I, like, walked up to him. I said, hey, I was like, you know, my name's Cliff. And he was like, I'm rich. I was like, the first thing I just want to tell you is congratulations. But like, I just feel like that was the biggest thing. Like, first of all, like you just beat cancer. Like, let's be, let's be real. You know, now we're going to, you know, let's talk about this. And then like, I, the next thing I said, I have so many questions for you. And then we started talking from there. <laughs> so it was like, just right. I was like, I'm on my doctor's guy. Mind you, like it, it's, it's one of those things where like in this, in this business, right? Like we, we admire like a lot of the talent from like afar. And then we talk to them. Like you had mentioned, you said the word, right. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to, going to fix something that you said right you said i'm a mark for the business right you're a mark um and it's something that martin stone like on our if you guys want to go check out our episode with martin stone uh he even corrected me because i had talked about me being a mark for a certain wrestler he's like no 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 no, no. you're not a mark for that person you're a student of that person so i was oh, like wow oh whole mindset change i was like all right i'm just gonna be a student of that person so you have to kind of like think of it as sense that you got into the business because you're a fan of it but more importantly now you're a student of the game so now you're, this is who you like to follow so it's i love the same that. kind of concept I never thought of that you know i i am a huge you know student of the game i watch a ton of tape and stuff so i guess i, I that's i'm kind of at a lost words because i had never thought of that that way but that's <laughs> That's right. You know, I, I didn't mean that I was a mark. I meant that <laughs> workers that get in are literally the biggest fans before they are in the actual sport. But yeah, you're right there. That's. But, but see, like, it's funny because like you hear those things. Right. And then you think about it, because like even uh, when I talked to uh, Gilbert, right, the one time that me and Gilbert, we had a lot of conversations but Gilbert. He said it too. He was like, hey, you know what? You're a mark, man. He's like, you get into business because you love the business. He's like, now, nah, if you're a smart mark, you sit in the stands because you understand how punishing your body goes through with all these bumps and stuff. Right. All you got to do is write a dirt sheet. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have carpal tunnel. 
that's that's the worst bump you gotta take is whenever you drop a pencil like <laughs> right right or if the chair leg breaks you might take a minor bump you know <laughs> your phone's but, gonna take more bumps as you're like texting it than you will like i just i love like i love like hearing other people talk about the business and stuff like that it really gets me hyped because it's like i've only been doing this for like just under four years right wow but we've been doing this podcast for so long that i forget that like we have like not to be not that we're going to mark out right on this podcast about it, but we've done like over 300 and like third, I think this is like 339, 340, like now, but we've had like so many people come on and just have fun conversations. And it's, it's just, it's so cool to be able to talk to people about wrestling and just have like a passion light up and watch them light up. Cause like you said, right. And this was something that threw me off. You're 19. Like, yeah. <laughs> yo, and so to me, like, I'm almost 40, bro, and it's like, oh, shit, like, so but, I got to hear, like, I got to hear, like, one, who is Aiden parent, but then two, I want to know, like, how did you get into the business? What brought you in? Like, what drove you to get in? Aiden Perrin is the result of all the psyche or uh, psychology wards being shut down in the 80s, because um, <laughs> I would have been housed there. Uh, but in all seriousness, I was just such a massive fan and I just never saw a route for myself besides professional wrestling. You know, it, it was the thing that I felt the most love for in my entire life when I found it at age four. And so that was always the plan. And so I reached out to, uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard school, JPWA in Knoxville. To be completely honest, I'm a huge Jim Cornette fan of his podcast and uh, Dr. Tom was on there. And uh, when Doc was on the uh, podcast, I got introduced to him. And I was like, wow, that guy's really smart about the business. And then I watched the FCW documentary on the network. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, I've seen that. Bro, that was incredible, wasn't it? I love that documentary to see all of those stars talk about Doc and how it, it worked. And Dusty Rhodes, who is my literal hero, the person that I'm the biggest fan of in the entire world is Dusty Rhodes. And uh, and I was just like, that's my only option. No other school will work for me. And I sent up a hope and a prayer and they accepted me the day after my 18th birthday. Hey, yo, that's lit though. And, and, you know, to get, to get trained by such a beautiful mind, like Doc Pritch, right. Oh it's, it's crazy to think about. Right. Cause like, especially cause you know, you, like you said, you're, you're an Iowa kid. You saw hope, you threw it out there, you got it. And then like, here you are being trained by one of the best minds in the business. So it's like, yo, by all means, like props to you for just being hungry and wanting to chase after your dream. And like you, you said something incredible too, right? Like there's no option B, right? I think about the things and I know he's not really a popular person to talk about Will Smith, right? But Will said this too, <laughs> where he's like, uh, if you have a plan B, your plan A is going to fail. So you can't have a yeah. plan B. You got to go like all in. So I just, I think that's cool. And I commend you on just like going out there and just like chasing after something that you really want to do. Well, you know, and I appreciate that. That's awesome. You know, I love that, that you really see that, but it almost, I didn't register to me when I did it. I was just like, this is what I'm doing. I was like, Hey mom, uh, I'm going to move a thousand miles to go wrestle professionally. Um, because I see it on the TV and I like it. And she was just like, Okay, son. And then she helped me pack up and drove me and my dad and my sister to Knoxville, Tennessee over a three day period. Um, we come from a town of 300 people. 
and that town is just shy of about 500,000 and growing. And, uh, you know, I moved down there and I moved into actually the campaign manager of Kane's house, the social media coordinator guy for Kane's campaign, his house. He lived in the basement with his family and then me and four other dudes crashed up top. Nice. <laughs> yes. And intermittently other people would come in. We would like come home and Jamal would be like, yep, this is uh, Alan. He stays in the laundry room. Don't disturb him. Because <laughs> old JPWA students would just be passing through. And that's how the school is. They're like, all right, we can fit more. We'll bunk them up, you know. And they for a weekend, guys would go wrestle in SPCW or for Joe Kazana promotions or something. And it would save guys hotel fees. And so I got to see all these different former JPWA students come through. And then it was just such an interesting experience. I felt like I was almost in a frat house, you know, (laughs) and it was amazing. I got a college experience, but with actually really cool people, you know, and we all had a love for wrestling. We would stay up till three in the morning, even though I'd work at seven and they had work at nine, you know, we would stay up till three in the morning watching wrestling. But this the thing, though, is that wrestling is like this big brotherhood, right? That you oh, yeah. meet all these people who are very passionate about the same things that you're passionate about, right? And it's it's weird to kind of think of it as like a fraternity or sorority, right? Depending on where you know which which side you shoot, which side you are, right? But uh, you know, being this this fraternity, this brotherhood with people who are just excited about the product, like you are, and then whether it's a new type or an old type, right? You're into like the 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 days of like the territories or you're into like a new modern right you're like awwwe oh yeah or even like an impact right or you want to go back and watch tna but you find all these minds that are like bro have you seen this match from new japan back in like 1994 i'm like yep. no dude i have not what is this gonna watch talking about <laughs> you know? well i'm i'm a weirdo i love old unique stuff like my favorite wrestling match of all time is probably either Terry Funk versus Harley Race in Houston, the two out of three falls match. Mm-hmm. Um, that has one of the, the most amazing finish in the history of the business, I think, where Terry Funk bleeds out on Harley Race and passes out while he's doing the spinning toe hold and the doctor stops it, even though he had race beat in Texas. And so that's my view. I'm so old school. You know, I'm still stuck in a headlock for 10 minutes, as they say. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and another guy, Vaughn, who's an incredibly talented guy, um, who was my roommate, he loves the Attitude Era because that's the era he came up on. And he loves the big characters and the over-the-topness and the funniness and the and the great technical wrestling like Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. And, you know, and guys like Brock Lesnar and guys like um, – William Regal and Christian and all those. And so I got to, you know, open my mind. I never thought that wrestling was bad. It just wasn't my flavor. You know, doc says flavors of ice cream, you know, that's wasn't my flavor. And we had another guy named Chris who was into like Japanese junior heavyweight style, but old like war promotion with Jericho versus Ultimo dragon and, Mm. Mm -hmm. and all those incredible matches like that. So I got to get introduced to the, really the roots of today's style that, and I hate to say it, a lot of guys don't do well, so I was never going to be a fan of, but when I saw it done really super well, it's like, oh, I am a fan of that. It's just when it's done by Certain legitimate, people. you know, people. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, it's funny. Cause like for me, right. Like I grew up in like the golden era, 
and then got and I, I was I was like a young teenager. Well, I don't say young teenager. I was in my I'm like 10, 11, 12 when the attitude era really kicked off. So I became right. like a massive fan of like the attitude era. But I find myself now like just enjoying wrestling. Like not even just like it's almost like if you were in like Baskin Robbins, right? You mentioned ice cream, right? Like just different flavors, right? And it almost like you're in Baskin Robbins and you're like eating all the ice cream, but you just can't find a flavor that 